The listeners of the Bulldog and Friends podcast know that we support Saving Innocence, an anti-human trafficking agency focused on recovering child victims of sex trafficking. The book, Men, Fight for Me, written by BAF regular and Leland 81 alum, Alan Smith, who runs Saving Innocence, is available for purchase. It's a book for everyone, but with a special emphasis and challenge to the male audience. Pick up this book today at www.fightforme.net. Hi, my name is Todd Buller, and I've lived a blessed life. And I'm so excited to share my friends with you. And that's why we created Bulldog and Friends. Season two. Yes, that's right. It's season two of Bath, and we are so excited. That's right. We Every month, we're going to do a Bath in season two. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest, student, writer, coach, Ravensclaw, Hellcat as a young kid, now one of the great adults that I know, the great Robin Buller. How are you, Robin? What an intro. I love it. I am great, and I am very glad to no longer be a Hellcat. No, yeah. That exhibition at Spooner Lake was one of the greats of all time. We talk about it. Anytime I go by Spooner Lake, I laugh and I look at that and I say, that lady went crazy right there. But now it really is. You are one of the great adults I know. The peacekeeper, the great friend of all, the great Robin Buller. Oh, yes. One of the best compliments I ever got was the great Dick Robin saying, she turned into such a nice young lady, but it was touch and go for a while. <laughs> That's right. And it was touch and go, people out there in Bathland. But no, Robin is awesome. In San Diego, how is San Diego? San Diego is great. It's been really warm this week. I think it was in the mid-70s today in January, January, January. So I love it. Yeah, it's actually, we had a couple nice days here. Senora Buller and I are getting over the COVID bug. Yes, uh, it got us. I was bitten in uh, the Raiders end zone in the black hole. Alan Smith and I both got COVID there, but we are recovering. I'm trying to cough less. Kathy actually counts how many times I cough uh, because I'm telling her, oh, I'm not coughing less. And she kind of looks at me like, mm, not really. But I feel a lot better, a lot better than I did. And I've, I've served my days in quarantine, so I'm ready to go. Let's talk about Robin, though. We got some new questions, people out in the bath world. We didn't go to the same ones. Some of these questions I had, some of them came from the great Natasha Buller. She thought of some new questions for us. So she's one of our producers. So here we go. Season two. Are you ready, Robin Buller? Oh, I am ready. And I just got to say, I'm glad that we got a lady with a producer credit now. So that's I'm right. Well, she's always this. been part of that. In <laughs> fact, she does uh, our intro. So you know that she's uh, she's a big part of this. All right, here we go. Question number one, Rob. Funniest moment you can remember from a TV or a movie? Ooh, I, there was so many to pick from. I could pick almost any moment from Parks and Rec, but the one I went to today, being in Bath Nation, was from one of your favorite TV shows, The Office, season three, and it is when Phyllis is having a bachelorette party thrown by Michael Scott, and he puts Jim in charge of getting a stripper and instead of a stripper, he orders a, a Ben Franklin impersonator. But yeah. Michael still thinks it's a stripper, stripper. And the best moment for me of that whole thing is he's doing all this silly talk with Ben Franklin. And then Mike says, oh, Michael says, oh, it's a former president. And the impersonator goes, actually, I was never president. 
And then Michael Scott whispers, yeah, but Benjamin Franklin was. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is, that is a great scene. I liked what he says in his knickers. <laughs> that's yeah. such a good moment. Very fun. No, that's a great one, Robin. I love that. That And that brings back a lot of, Michael Scott is one of the great characters from uh, Prison Mike to Prison Scott's Mike. Tots. There's so many funny scenes and most of them funny. And then you're also feeling a little nervous at the same time. Kathy Buller's least favorite. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like to feel nervous watching the show. That's right. All right, here's a good one, Robin, because you could you could go a lot of ways with this one because you are well, you you love movies and television shows, but you're also well uh, read and somebody that reads a lot of books and does things like that. Unlike uh, the host, if you could be one fictional villain, see, I was going to put one villain on television or one villain uh, in the movies, but Kathy said I should say fictional so I could open it up to many different genres. So if you could have one fictional, if you could be one fictional villain, who would you be? So this is probably the toughest question for me because unlike Todd Buller, I actually love villains. I am not, I normally don't really root for the good guy. So this was tough. Bob, and you're, you're back to your Hellcat days. I know. So this was tough. I went through a bunch of different ideas. I do have an answer, but I thought about picking anyone from the Marvel universe, any villain, because they're all so amazing. Loki, the Shadow King, Magneto, Killmonger. I love all of them, but I would say my number one favorite villain, who I would want to be is from the TV show Lost, and it's Benjamin Linus, who is Hey, fill us in on that, because a lot of people didn't watch Lost, but uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Benjamin Linus, he is like kind of that evil mastermind. You never know what, what he's saying is true. So I think I love that. He's always putting you on edge. You can never trust him. He's very wily, getting himself out of situations, a little cutthroat. So, and I wanted to pick a villain who ultimately lived at the end of their story because I would be them. I would want to pick one who lived. So most of the villains die. So I had to try to pick one who lived. So I love it. I love it. And so for those lost people, I never saw lost. I was one of the few, not one episode, not one scene. Oh my gosh, Todd, that you love a good binge and you're going to be retired soon with nothing but time. So maybe it'll inspire you to go visit Hawaii. Yeah, I've had 12 days in this house and I've had not much to do. So I probably should have watched Lost. Okay, Robin, here's a good one. If you could go back in time to one moment, where would you go and why? So this is a nerdy one. I'm just going to preface it. So where I would go would be Area 51, Roswell, New Mexico. And I would be there when the supposed alien landing happened. Just to know, was it an alien landing? Was it not? Why is it roped off? I want to know. Is it is it Star Trek? Is it Captain Kirk who landed? I could find out if I went to that spot when the alien landing happened. I love it. I love those. Yeah, there's so much mystery around that. And maybe sometime in your, probably not in my lifetime, but maybe in your lifetime, all that information may come out. I mean, I'm all for it. I love a good conspiracy theory, which you'll see in one of my later answers. Yeah, you know, you still believe that we did land on the moon, didn't don't you? Or are you are you in that camp that maybe we didn't land on the moon? I do believe we landed on the moon, but I will say I have the only reason I believe it is I've listened to many conspiracy theory podcasts. So I've hear I've seen it proven 10 ways to Sunday. So I, I feel pretty confident with that one. All right, moon good, moon rocks good, but area 51 still a big mystery. I love it. That's a good question. That'd be a good place and time to be. 
Okay, now you can't use me for this next question, you know, because I'm the host and probably a lot of people are going to use me. But who is the most inspirational person in your life? Well, once uh, you take Bulldog off the board, at first I was going to say Leslie Nope. I was going to go more funny, uh, Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec, but I decided I'd go more sentimental. I'd go with a real person. So probably the most inspirational person to me would be my dad, the one and only, the great Mark Buller. Okay. Um, and I, when I think about my dad, I sort of think about the two biggest things I think of are two lines from his favorite movies. You'll know the movies right away. The first is no man is a failure who has friends, which is from, of course, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. And I feel like my dad is like George Bailey. He's totally poured into people around him. And if you took him out, you would just see how much he's been able to change people for good. So, and then also the end of It's a Wonderful Life when all of his friends rally around George. I think about my dad starting the Legacy Academy, a charter school for uh, youth in the juvenile justice and foster care systems. And he sort of rallied a whole community behind him. So that's lesson A that he inspired me with. And then lesson B is a line from his all-time favorite movie. Do you know what it is? Todd I don't Boy. know the line. Give it to me. From Rocky. Oh. I just want to go the distance. That was sorry for everyone at home for my dad. <laughs> that was not a good Rocky, Robin, but go on, please. Adrian. But for I want to go the distance, I've really seen him just no matter what he does with running Legacy or running um, for district attorney, he always commits to going the distance. And what I think for me really stands out is in the first Rocky movie, anyone who's seen it knows, spoiler alert, doesn't win the fight. But at the end of the movie, you still feel like he has accomplished something and maybe accomplished something more personal and more important. So even when he hasn't been maybe successful by the world standards, I think I've seen my dad really um, be emblematic of going the distance and the, the growth and the value in that. So I know, let's get those tissues out. And I know, Kathy Buller's crying on the couch right now listening to that one. You know what I think about your brother, Mark? My my brother, Mark, <laughs> your dad. He is those things. He's kind of, a, he's kind of a, the rock of our family. We've got a lot of boisterous, kind of loud people in our family. What are you Robin, talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, me, Justin, Eddie, just, just that kind of a thing. And Mark, Mark is obviously the most intelligent guy. He's an incredibly intelligent guy. The rest of us, we don't know what we're doing. But I, I think the other thing that you, you hit about your, your dad is that he is one of those guys that is always there when you need him. Mm -hmm. He's going to be there. Mark Buller, if you need somebody to pick you up somewhere, he's going to do that or do anything else that he, that, he, that he needs to do to help you out. So that is a great pick. He is very inspirational to me as well. So good one, Rob. I love it. One more thing about Mark Buller. I, yeah. It was you or Eddie Buller who said he got all the brains, but none of the pigment. He is also. That's like right. He's he is the whitest puller. That's true. Yeah, we went to Hawaii one time. We came back all golden brown, and he had to go to law school and do something that because he's a smart guy, and uh, he was as white as it goes. Yeah. So Mark is the the white buller, as we call him. Very good, Rob. All right, here's a good one, and then we got a couple of questions. I want to just catch people up with what you're doing in San Diego. Three people in history you'd have dinner with. Who would they be, and why? All right, so here is where my conspiracy theorist and oh, oh, oh here we out. go, here we go. So the first person at my dinner party would be Lee Harvey Oswald because oh, I want to know: Did he shoot Kennedy? What was the conspiracy behind it? Wow, Lee Harvey number one sitting at the table. Don't <laughs> give him a knife, please. No, no, no. It'll be uh, spoons only. 
just a soup course. And then the second one, you might not know this. I don't know how much you're into podcasts, but my second guest would be Heyman Lee, who is, if you've ever heard of the podcast Serial, it was kind of the first big one um, that came out back in, I want to say 2014. So kind of really brought a podcast to the forefront. It was a true kind pod, true crime podcast about her murder. So I want to know who murdered her because we still, I still don't know one way or the other. So I really want to know. Um, and I don't think I'll ever know until I get to heaven. So I would love to know beforehand. And then my third guest would not for conspiracy reasons, but would be Stephen Colbert and he could help me interview them. And we could also just talk about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. What, what, what is Where did Colbert come from? He was a writer for one of the shows. So Colbert, I, so I know way too much about Stephen Colbert. So Colbert, he was just kind of got his start at Second City in Chicago, which oh, is where okay. people like Tina Fey, Steve Carell, Amy Poehler all got their start. And then his first sort of big gig was on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and who he was on with at the same time was none other than his friend, Steve Carell. And they used to do this great segment called Steven versus Steven because Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell. And so that was sort of his foray. And then he went and did the Colbert Report. And now, of course, he hosts The Late Show. Yeah, no, he he does a really good job. He just seems, he seems just so smart and so on top of it and quick-witted. Another good point about Mark Muller is very quick-witted and mm-hmm. very snappy in his remarks. I got to meet Stephen Colbert. It was the best 70. Oh yeah. Tell us about that. Day. I do remember that. So I went to two tapings of the Colbert report before it went off the air and at every at night he takes one question from the audience. So the first night didn't get picked from a question. Second night, get picked for a question. And my question was, if you could be any character from Lord of the Rings, who would you pick? And we had a little back and forth because it's a really? very small studio. It's less than a hundred people. So it's three sort of layers of bleachers. And so we talked, I would say about 75 seconds and it was great. And I was so happy. Faramir, which is my second favorite character. So for everybody, Faramir, I know he's one of the, he was one of the the Fellowship of the Ring, right? He was Boromir's brother. So Boromir is played by Sean Bean in the movie. He, spoiler alert again, dies in the first Lord of the Rings. Right, right. And Faramir is his brother, who lives in Gondor, which is sort of where the majority of the third movie takes place. Right, right, right. And book, third book. Faramir, I remember. Okay, well, that's a that's a good one to be. So, Robin, tell us a little bit about you're in San Diego. You have a new job and you're living with some of your friends. Tell us a little bit about that situation. Yes, well, I sold out to corporate America because I love not paying for health care and having someone else pay for it for me. Oh, health care is a big thing, Robin. That makes you an adult. A hundred percent and a 401k. Oh my um, goodness. Whoa. I know. Um, but I work for a tech research company that is based here in San Diego, though there's also an office um, in the Bay Area in Los Gatos. And we sort of help different tech companies, whether it be Amazon, HP, et cetera, sort of solve business problems using our researchers and research database. So I work on the marketing team and I work with researchers to create content for our blog and a couple other spaces. And our last question, again, that's that's great, Robin. And San Diego is a great place. And I know you went to school there and uh, go. What were you, the nachos, gauchos? The, nachos is pretty close. It was the Toreros. Toreros, I mean, something like that. Yeah. 
to rare earth. And I know that you've, you've been there and have done a great job as far as uh, just your, your friendships and you have all these great inroads with people. And that just is a total Robin Buller thing. But I would say one of your great, one of your great talents is really, you are very, you, you make a friendships with a lots of different groups of people and you're very friendly and all those things. And I've always appreciated that about you, how you are able to really adapt and be with a lot of different groups of people. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes, I would say being outgoing and a people person is definitely one of my superpowers. COVID, it was a bit of kryptonite. And my poor roommates, I I poured all my extrovertism out on the three people that I lived with. So um, thank goodness, they're very happy that we're out in the world again. (laughs) (laughs) Get Robin out and meeting some other people. 100% yes. But yes, I, I love humans. Yeah, she's a human lover. That's good. And dog lover, too. And she and pets and everybody. She's Robin is a lover of all things in the world. Well, Robin, thank you for being on in our episode for season two. So glad to have you on here. Thank you, Bulldog. Uh, So happy to be with you and be one of the friends. That's right. You are a friend and no doubt we'll have to get you the T-shirt and a bumper sticker. We got bumper stickers this year, so it's going to be fabulous. Bumping up the merch. We are. We got the merch going big time. It'll be online. We'll have a little online store pretty soon. Again, we want to thank Robin for being on. We also like to remind you Saving Innocence. I have a little thing now. It's my birthday in February. Birthday. And on my Facebook, I put a little thing to raise money for a Saving Innocence for my birthday. So if you want to wish me a happy birthday and put a little money in the thing for Saving Innocence, I'm sure the people there, Alan Smith and group, would love to have that. Remember, SavingInnocence.com. Go on there. Anything you could do to help out would be great. You're going to hear Robin Buller on the second season of Bulldog and Friends. See you soon.